The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champion of the podcast world. I'm the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me as always, the radical one, the right lip, Ryan Dean, fresh back from assignment in dirty Philadelphia, where he conducted business and robbed a Macy's. How are you, my friend? I did rob a Macy's. I, uh, you know, punched a kid in the face. That's, it seems like that's what Philly guys do. Right. Uh, no man, it was fun. It was uh, it was a really cool time, actually. Um, you know, you made these Philly guys sound like they're horrible people, and they're decent. <laughs> like they they were they were pretty solid, solid guys. So oh, good. I enjoyed my time there. Good, and you got some good food. I hope. Yeah, I had a few good things, and uh, yeah, it was mostly just you know work related stuff. But I got to have a cheesesteak in Delco, not in um, you know Philly itself, but. Right. Supposedly the Delco cheesesteaks are better than Philly cheesesteaks, I heard. Now, so. did you get it in the garden, or did you get it with just cheese, onion, and steak? Uh, cheese, fried onions, steak, peppers, all that stuff. Lettuce? No. No? Okay. So you almost got it in the garden. You start- yeah, no, that didn't sound right. Yeah. I mean, lettuce and it, it's different. It, it it grows on you. I didn't like them when I was younger. Now I like a, a cheesesteak in the garden now and again. But, you know, I like the old uh, peppers, onions, t- uh, mushrooms on occasion with uh, with the cheese and, and the steak. A couple people got them sissy style. Are you familiar with that? Sissy style. Would that be with no onion? It's no meat. What? Yeah. It's just vegetables. Fuck that. That ain't even a fucking cheesesteak. From what I understand, that's what it was. Now, uh, now these guys are very sarcastic, so I don't know if that is actually true. Okay. I'm going to Google it right now. Sissy style. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, sissy style cheesesteak. But um, from what I understand, it's just straight up vegetables. Huh. Well, that's dumb. I, yeah, I'm I, not a fan. I would have never, I'd never order anything like that. Best of sissy style cheesesteak, and they're still showing meat on it. Maybe, maybe it's no cheese. That could be. It's missing something if it's sissy style. I I was guessing onion, but it uh, could be no cheese. Yeah, I could be completely wrong, but whatever. And of course, the fucking internet just doesn't tell you right away what a sissy style cheesesteak is. But and I'm not in the mood to look for it. Yeah, man, had a good time. Um, you know, glad to be back. We obviously missed an episode and, um, you know, wanted to wanted to have some fun on this one. But, you know, I didn't mention a ghost. I'm feeling very tired and unmotivated right now. It's it's crazy what, like, you know, if you're not used to traveling, what it takes out of you, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm sick. Like, I don't feel sick. But I have had a headache since I've gotten back and just feel like off. So I think it might have something to do with like just sleeping weird, sleeping in a different spot, all that shit. But well, it also could be the the fact that you were around um, 
I wouldn't say because you weren't like in the city city. So I'm I'm sure you probably you, you were probably around a lot of cow shit. We have a lot of cow shit out here, and, you, and if you're in the desert and not used to that, that could that could affect the way you feel. I'm being yeah, I sarcastic. Used to race around that. Yeah, I'm just being oh, sarcastic. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> I say we used to race. They used to put cow shit in the mixing it with the soil because it retains water really well. So I smelled that. But no, man, it's just I, I think really what it is is just moving through time zones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not sleeping a hundred percent like how you would at your own house. I slept until like 11 today, uh, which oh, wow. I never do. The latest I ever wake up is like eight. Even if I'm like fucking shit face drunk the night before, I still wake up around eight o'clock. So super out of it. You know, might not be the best episode here, but we're going to try. We're going to try and have some good uh, good fun here. That we will do. That we will do. Uh, I, I had me- messaged you um, last night making sure you got, got back safe and what have you. And, you know, it yeah, just schedules just kind of conflicted this time. And, and it is kind of a shitty time of year because it, it's hard. You know, we could have made plans to, to, to meet up and you come up or I come down. But the moment we would have done that this time of year, we would have had like a nor'easter blizzard and we would have been snowed the fuck in and nobody would have been able to get anywhere. That's just how it is. That's how it happens out here. So maybe if you come out again maybe like in the spring or they do something in the summer again fuck yeah we're throwing down we're barbecuing drinking some beer cooking some food um maybe licking each other's toes who knows yeah it'd be fun be fun but yeah dude other than uh you know the trip i just did um you know some basic basic stuff i actually missed the family holiday party yesterday just didn't feel up to it there was a ufc pay-per-view on so it kind of like added to me not really wanting to you know push myself so i was just like yeah i'll just stay home have some drinks eat some food got an air fryer started using that a little bit oh they're nice That's a good t- air fryer is a good time yes it is so um, you know i had some fun with that and just watched some fights man it was uh you know it was a decent card it wasn't great but it wasn't horrible at all by any means so um, well, for, I don't know if you wanted to talk about anything that you did before we got into the news. Well, I was just going to mention, uh, I woke up today and was watching some of the highlights that were surrounding uh, the UFC and the highlights and, and the drama that went on. Man, it sounded like uh, it, it, I missed a, a good pay-per-view, but you're like, yeah, it wasn't that great. I mean, uh, what's-his-face got knocked the fuck out hard, hard. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, he went into a fucking seizure, dude. Yeah, he's kind of a pussy, man. This is the thing. You know, a lot of people think that he's tough because of the way that he talks, but he's a super soft dude. And I say this over and over again. These jujitsu guys, Mm -hmm. they're not fighters. They're not actual fighters. They're martial artists. And they're not mixed martial artists, a lot of them. Bryce Mitchell's not a mixed martial artist. He can't – they have this video of – uh, it's a thing called box bowling, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a headband that you tie around your head and it's a, like an elastic type rope and a ball on it that you punch and you see how many punches you can do with this ball. And you know, the, the guy that headlined the pay-per-view got 19. Uh, one of the dude got 20, someone else got like 15, you know, seven, all these things. Bryce Mitchell couldn't even get one. Damn. He couldn't hit it a single time. He's not a talented dude. He's just a good wrestler, and he's good at jujitsu. And jujitsu is not fighting. Jujitsu is borderline homosexual activity. It's just rolling around on the ground, covered in sweat with another dude. Right. So kind of like yeah, um, Greco style Roman or Roman Greco style wrestling. 
Yeah, Greco-Roman. You had right. it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. Greco-Roman. It's it's. Uh, I'm gonna cup your gay. balls. Oh, this thing just came unplugged. Oh well, why he's uh, fixing his technical difficulties, we can talk about. Uh, if you are going to be watching this uh, later on, and later on we will be going live. We aren't doing it this week. But uh, don't forget to get your conspiracy soap at DangerousWorldPodcast.com. Yes, again, DangerousWorldPodcast.com for your conspiracy soaps and great stocking stuffers for this time of year, people. Um, wasn't expecting to fill dead air this soon into <laughs> into this, but uh, hey, you know, why not? Um, it is what it is, and, you know, um, I didn't really do anything all that great uh, or fun, really, um, this weekend. Just kind of stayed stayed home, you know, came home, watched some TV with with the dogs, and uh, just chilled. There's not much to do in uh, this time of year in Pennsylvania, really. I mean, you can go look at Christmas lights, but uh, I don't know. I don't feel like dry. I don't. My kids aren't. My my kids are grown, so it's it's not it's not as fun as it used to be when you you know take the kids or when you were a kid going and looking at Christmas lights. So yeah, there's that. But, um, yeah, let me, uh, I guess, switch gears here, uh, waiting for Ryan to come back. I don't know whether I want to share something or wait for him to come back in. Um, because if I share, I don't think I'll be able to see what he is doing. But we're going to take that chance and uh, kind of uh, go out on a limb here, so to speak. So, um we're going to play this. Don't put hydrogen peroxide. Never put hydrogen peroxide on a cut. <laughs> okay, man. I've been tagged in this video enough. I'm going to make a breakdown of this and why this is not such a good idea. The original caption for this video says, Never put hydrogen peroxide on cuts. Shows this guy with a small abrasion on his hand, and he's pouring a small capful of hydrogen peroxide on top of it. We can see a bubbling reaction of the hydrogen peroxide, and then this guy making a strained face, acting like he's trying not to scream. Now, first and foremost, hydrogen peroxide does not hurt when you put it on your cuts the same way that alcohol might. So this right here, just for the memes. Another huge misconception about hydrogen peroxide when you put it on your cuts is when it's bubbling like this, that means there's an infection. This is really not the case, though. Hydrogen peroxide bubbles on all cuts, regardless of whether or not it's infected. Probably the biggest misconception of all is that putting hydrogen peroxide on cuts is helpful. It's actually not helpful at all, and it delays the healing process because it damages the tissues further. Same goes for alcohol, too. So if you get a cut, just wash it with soap and water, put some sort of antibiotic on it, and then a Band-Aid, and you're good. Never put hydrogen peroxide... Okay, yeah, so we won't do that. Um, all right. We're back. Uh, okay. Yes, we're back with, yeah. from technical it's, it's difficulties. Right here. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, let, let's get right into the news here, dude, because I, I got to tell you, I got fucking 30 minutes max before I start turning into a complete asshole. Okay. Ooh, that, am, this might be I, nice. Uh, already I was in a shitty mood <laughs> and then this fucking thing. But uh, yeah, man. Um, go ahead. No, I, I it, 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 sometimes when you're in a shitty mood, it makes for good episodes. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. Start throwing around all kinds of slurs. Yeah. Next thing you know, feces is covering the, the fucking camera lens. and Yeah. It gets, it gets, it gets um, out of control. I didn't, 
I didn't even look at anything that anyone sent me this week. Um, so I, I, you know, I was kind of relying on what you got. I'm sure you got some great stuff that you found. What'd you get? I actually wouldn't mind starting off with this three part uh, presentation that that I found. Okay. Hey, by the way, while you're pulling that up, did you ever watch that movie? And, and don't tell me you didn't watch this movie. I told you if you did anything this weekend, watch this movie. Did you not watch the fucking movie? Uh, the one with Julia Roberts? Yes. Yeah, I watched I will never okay. turn down a Julia Roberts movie. What did you think? I liked it a lot. It's phenomenal. It's a I mean, very, it's a, it's very a, great a, movie. The, the fact, well, actually, let's... Since how we're on that topic, I have a, a, a couple clips um, for that. So, okay, um, I I really I liked it. I went back because I I started it the I think it was Monday night, and I didn't quite finish it. So when I got home Tuesday, I backed up pat, a long ways, you know, so I could re remember where where I left off and what happened. Man, this is a conspiracy theorist. Like wet dream, wet, wet, yeah, wet dream. I was gonna say thirst trap, whatever. I mean, you, I didn't even catch half of the symbol symbolism that a lot of people yeah. caught, and I, and these clips that I I pulled kind of point that out. And then you then you come to find out because you said you know Barack Obama helped produce this, and and Michelle Obama, he also gave insight on it. So like and Mike, yeah, like on how yeah. they wanted it to go, and it's like oh. Okay. Died on a cut. Oh, oh. Yeah. Supposedly there was notes okay, uh, that, that Obama gave to the video and stuff going to make uh, a break about out of this. specific and... things that he saw during his presidency and specific things he heard during his presidency uh -huh. that he wanted to kind of be referenced in the movie. And I'm interested to see what symbolism you picked up on. Um, actually, I know that um, Moral Bob and Drew and myself, we wanted to do. Do a, a you know a breakdown on it on the uh, conspiracy excuse me conspiracy theory to three thousand show where we talk about movies mm -hmm. but yeah man it's a really well done movie I, I I don't like to give the Obamas credit for anything but I think that it was just really well done and even if it was just to you know get people talking and get people kind of stirred up I think they did a fucking great job with that and I like I said I hate giving those two those two dudes compliments. But, yeah, man, really, really well done. Absolutely. Well, here's the first one that I came across. So this movie comes out okay. on Netflix. Have you heard about it? It's called Leave the World Behind. It seems like everyone and their mother is talking about this movie on TikTok right now, so you know I'm going to also, okay? I'm going to give it to you raw, just how you like it, so here we go. All right, this movie was interesting. If they had us in the first half was a movie, this would be it. The movie itself wasn't bad. Yeah, sure, there was some pacing issues, made it kind of slow in certain scenes, but overall, the movie did a pretty good job of creating just enough anxiety to keep you interested to wonder what the hell is going on, okay? And then the ending happened. Look, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the ending to avoid any spoilers for any of you who haven't seen it just yet. Just know you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. But what was going on with all the weird, all too familiar symbolism going on in that movie? Look, when it comes to apocalyptic type scenarios in movies, you always kind of watch them with this anxiety easing thought of, well, it's just a movie. Yeah, this one, though, felt a little too real. This movie paints a pretty painfully realistic viewpoint of what shit would be like in the event of a complete and total power blackout in the United States. But even deeper than that, you have this almost weird in your face 
precise type of description as to what caused the situations that the characters are in. And bro, it honestly feels like they were reading from a page out of our government's handbook, a handbook that's entitled How to Take Total Control 101, not to mention some of the subtle little depressing Easter eggs that are in the movie, such as the girl wearing a NASA shirt, the boy wearing a shirt that says obey, the fact that there is a direct reference to how completely useless most people are today and how they'd be completely inept to handle any type of apocalyptic scenario. Oh, and get ready for this one. Barack and Michelle Obama were the producers of the movie. Like, fucking what? Can someone please explain to me why a former U.S. president and first lady produced a movie in which there is one scene in particular where a main character describes and very scarily could easily happen in today's times detail about how the government could have created the situation that they were in, okay? Something just seems very, very odd about that. I watched that movie with my parents and on multiple occasions throughout the movie, I kept turning to them saying, hey, you know what? Uh, this is what it would probably be like if there was actually a power outage or hey, uh, this is what it would be like if the government really wanted to take over. And then I wake up and find out that one of the dudes who had access to all of our country's deepest, darkest secrets produced this damn movie? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and file that one under a hell no, okay? It's kind of like they're subliminally trying to put it in our heads for what's to come. You can call me crazy if you want, all right? But look at all the references that were in our pop culture media that kept showing up of the Twin Towers in the years leading up to 9-11. And now when the world seems to be unstable and with every American seemingly at their wits end when it comes to things like the economy, social unrest, and flat-out distrust in our systems, a former president produces a movie that specifically details how a government could go about taking control of its own people. I don't know, man. Seems a little weird to me. So this movie... Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, he says a lot of stuff that I thought as well. I showed my parents the movie. Now, when he said that, right, um, th the first person I thought of was you watching it with your parents, being like, you know... You know, like you know what I mean. I don't know. I just that—that's the first thought that came to my mind. Yeah, my uh, my dad's right there with me. My mom, um, she's not for sure. I mean, like you know, my dad thinks that some of the things that I say and think are kind of crazy, but my mom is not on on board with any of it, right? But you know, it is interesting, man. That that yeah, it is a president that that you know produce this movie and for people out there that might be you know suspicious like oh he didn't really have much to do with it he's just on the board of netflix he in the credits the last thing that you see there's the opening sequence and then when julia roberts in the beginning says i fucking hate people and then the the title sequence starts going with a pretty great song to be honest mm -hmm. um starts rolling and the very last thing that you see before it cuts back to Julia Roberts in the car is produced executive producers, Barack and Michelle Obama. It says it right there in the fucking credits of the movie, uh, the title credits. So it's it, it, it goes deeper than just the other you know influence that the Obamas have over the content on Netflix. Yeah. These guys actually executive produced this movie. So, yeah, it's uh it's disturbing, man. It's disturbing some of the stuff that's in there. And I'm interested to see the symbolism that you have in that because there's a lot of really interesting things. Did you notice the artwork changing throughout the house? Okay. That, that, I didn't notice that until I watched this one, this clip that I'm going to play here soon uh, pointed out. And I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? You know what I mean? But yeah. in the opening sequence, I, the clip might even tie it together. Or it was another clip that I watched. When that ship rolled up and it said White Lion, I was like, what does that stand for? Well, here the song was White Lion playing in the background. And I didn't catch that. 
Yeah, I thought also that uh, White Lion. White Lion was based off a real ship. I forget exactly where it was. Okay. But I thought because it. So this is one thing that I caught too. When you start watching the movie, there's a lot of blue. Blue represents Democrats, right? Democrats mm-hmm. or sad so, or sadness. Right, but I think in this context, it's it's uh, it's Democrats, oh, yeah. right? It, yeah, it could political. represent sadness, and then the red could represent anger. But um, you know, obviously, Obama being you know the Democrat Messiah and all these things, and then red represents Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that you see when the movie starts, I mean, they're in a blue room, bright blue room, almost obnoxiously blue. And then I noticed that there was two sixes, one on each side of the screen. I was trying to find a third six somewhere in the in the opening sequence. I couldn't. Oh, in the bedroom? Uh, I'm sure that there is one. In the bedroom? Huh? In the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, there is. There is yeah. three sixes. Where's the third one? There's one. He's got the 76ers cup. You got the six on the clock. And then, and then, then well. he has a uh, an analog clock beside his on his side of the bed, and it's just showing the six. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, no, yeah, that's it. That, that's the third six. Okay. Well, then, that, yeah, yeah, because it says the second one. Well, and her side of the bed was a digital clock that said six whatever, like six forty five. I forget what it was. Oh, okay. And then you had the seventy sixers, okay. and then you had his clock, and it just showed the six. So you had six, six, and six. Yeah. And what's interesting is the seventy sixers logo. The red, uh, the seven is red, and the six is blue. Right. Uh-huh. So more blue, and then you go into it. There's like a blue filter on everything. You don't really see much red at all until the movie continues going on, and as shit gets crazier more and more red shows up. So it's almost like, and this is why I'm talking about this with the white lion boat, the white lion boat was red on top of blue. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what starts the chaos is the, the boat coming in. Everything's normal up until that boat crashes on, on the shore, red on top of blue, uh, white lion, white lion. And I think represents Donald Trump, to be honest, because they, they have, you know, when they were talking about considering, to, uh, creating a MAGA party, the animal would be a lion. Um, and then you have the whole lions, not sheep, cringy brand that was out there. And then you had um, fucking, uh, what is it? All the people saying that that if if there was going to be this party, it would be represented by a lion. So it's just an interesting thing. Obviously, Trump white. I thought that, that, that the white lion chaos kind of being brought into the whole movie was a, a representation of Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump's presidency was going to be what caused all of this chaotic stuff. Yeah. Um, and the, and kind of the country falling apart. Well, and you have, uh, there was talk of him making his own political party. And I believe his uh, political uh, image instead of an Eagle was a lion, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I have so, the trailer pulled up. Do you, should we play it for, for the people that might not have? Sure known what we're talking about. If you haven't seen it, guys, I mean, I know everyone's talking about we're we're beating it into the ground right now, probably at this point, but everyone should watch it, man. It really is good. I've I've watched it several times and I'm just trying to pick up on stuff and I'm interested to see the videos that you have while you played the trailer. I'm going to go take a piss, but I'm interested to see what you have about the symbolism because I found a lot of really interesting things tying in with the Schumann resonance, Mm. tying in with just chaos, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, go ahead and play it. Okay. I went online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house out by the beach. 
I figured if I made the reservation and packed our bags, it would eliminate most of the reasons to say it. Wow, this is nice. Kids look so happy. The Wi-Fi is working. Get a pad. The audio kind of sucks on this. I'm so one. sorry to bother you. That this is our house. This is your house. We were driving back to the city. Then something happened. We want to stay here, but we're staying here. And we need to get them out of here. Jackie, I need to think everyone's gonna be okay. Everything is gonna be okay, isn't it? <laughs> We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. So yeah, uh, that that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, I do apologize. I can see if there's a different one that has better audio. Um, try this one. And no. That sounds fine on my end. Oh, did it? You could hear the background music and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, oh, well. Either way, it's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely an interesting movie, man. And then what were some of these things that you found as far as the symbolism and stuff goes? Um, let me pull up that clip. And it's so funny that, you know, Kim was watching this and then after I see it, I start seeing everyone talk about this shit. Yeah. Like everyone's talking about it. Now. <laughs> yeah. Very first scene itself has six, six, six put out. Can you hear it? For you to see, but can you see? Yeah. It? Could you point it out for me? Tell you what, for some reason, I can't seem to get these words out every single time I have messed this up here. Let's try this again for like the hundredth time here. 76 on the coffee cup. The six is standing out. It is white. This is the analog clock, which says 630. There's a digital clock over here, which says six. Now, come on. We're in a okay. machine that has a analog and a digital clock, and it's just so conveniently to where you see 666, okay? Cup is also the representation of emotions, which water is also the representation of emotions, which this entire movie is about water and the color blue. You know how there's videos going viral on TikTok right now with the whole Statue of Liberty, Liberty Island, and the deer showing up, and now they're showing up everywhere? This is in the, the like, the beginning you know it talks about all the like the producers look okay what is that that's rain what is that that's the statue of liberty upside down they put it upside down because your brain wouldn't think of it right away you if you're not looking you won't see it it's it's upside down so your brain's not going to catch it so many people didn't even catch the fact that the statue of liberty was right here okay statue of liberty reindeer one reindeer can't get to the statue of liberty unless they're taken there and two if you guys have eye to see you're going to see that these videos that are going viral right now they're all CGI. They're all fake, okay? This is a symbolism program to get people to fear this war that they've talked about in this movie. It's they're, they're playing games with us. We're not even five minutes into the movie, and there's the representation of the third eye, which is covering, you know, the person who created the novel, okay? This thing is wrought with symbolism, and we're not even into the beginning of the movie yet. They enter into their B&B, and right there, right first thing on the wall is a wall of a whole bunch of eyes. Symbolism, anybody? And they're blue. Let's continue this theme of blue. 
Blue's Clues, anybody? This is the bed and where they sleep. You see that wallpaper with that water? Again, water is the representation of emotions. Do you know that they've changed this wallpaper three different times? This is a uh -huh. mental game to mess with people. If you weren't paying attention to it, you would not have noticed it. Look, the water's higher. Oh, but wait, it gets even higher. So just really quick, see where that light is and see where the top of the water is? I need that retrospect for this next. This is not a change in perspective, okay? Look at how much higher the water is to the ceiling. So they changed that wallpaper three times. This is, okay, your spirit knows that water represents emotion, okay? So this movie is already causing your emotions to grow, and, and you don't even know why. Because you're so enthralled into the movie that you're not paying attention to the background that they're changing. Oh, but oh no, that's not the only thing that they change. The picture in the background in the front room uh -huh. changes three times on you. But did you notice that? No, because there's no mental game being played here that people don't need to see. Because there's no, there's very little symbolism in this. So why do that? That's the Schumann resonance. That one right there is the Schumann resonance. All right. That, okay. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Let me let me bring this up and pause that it again. Was, let me see. This is that movie was nothing but symbolism. Okay. The, All right. So, um, yeah, we'll just do that. And back here. So now the thing is too, like you know, how is Obama able to do this? Because wouldn't you think that the government that wants to try and keep people calm, wouldn't you think that they would try to like, they wouldn't want a president, a former president to talk about this kind of stuff. Like, wouldn't you think so? Like if Trump were to come out with a movie like this, it would be a huge deal. People in the news media and everything would be. Well, there's I a mean, reason, reason why over it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have an R behind your name uh, in today's politics, that's frowned upon. But if you have a D, you can do anything you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he put it out. It's a good movie. Like yeah. I said, I it, it's probably my favorite movie, which is it's hard to say, but I mean, it's it's fucking well done, man. The whole death to America pamphlets that fall out of the mm -hmm. sky, that that's like something that the CIA does with leaflets. They literally drop fucking messages out of planes so people find these things in other countries. They did it, and I think in Vietnam, yep, they do it all over the place. Where, I uh, I used to load um, those kind of bombs. They're called cluster bomb units. Cluster bomb units. So it's just a, a pictures and, yep. or you put leaflets messages. in it. You could put anything you wanted on the inside. And what it did is when the pilot would drop it, uh, we'll probably still have them in inventory. Um, God, I couldn't remember. I We might have dropped them in Iraq. I don't know. But what it does at a certain height, they did, yeah. it, it opens up kind of like this. My my fingers are the, the no, nose of the, the fucking bomb, and it just kind of opens up like that. And spreads apart and everything on the inside you can put small little uh munitions in there so it'd be like a whole bunch of little mini you know hand grenades going off everywhere leaflets all sorts of shit in, inside these bombs yeah yeah that's interesting stuff man it's just uh when i when i learned about leaflets you know getting into like psychological operations and shit i thought it was just a really fascinating concept but yeah i mean Seems real. And then you hear, you know, it's there's Arabic messaging, and then there's also, like, Korean or Chinese messaging in, in, on the other side of the country. So mm -hmm. it's just uh, – it's definitely something I think is realistic, man. And people need to pay attention to this stuff. Now, one good thing I will say, and then I'll kick it back to you for whatever you wanted to talk about with this. Um, you know, the richest family in that neighborhood built this, like, ex exquisite – 
elaborative bomb shelter, yeah. right? And this is a spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the movie, which I don't know what the fuck you're doing, if you're a conspiracy theorist and you haven't seen this movie yet, I don't know. Just skip forward like a minute or two. But, you know, these people build this bomb shelter and they're not even fucking home to to go down into it. No. So, you know, it is interesting. Mark Zuckerberg supposedly building a bomb shelter in his Hawaii home. If that dude's not in his Hawaii home 24-7, there's a good chance he's not going to be there when shit hits the fan unless he gets some information. And And you don't even, I mean, if you're stockpiling shit and you don't have a means to protect yourself or protect it, you're just stocking shit for other people with bigger arms. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's character, his small role that he uh, he played in that was to be the uh, uh, the stereotypical conservative patriotic American. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet you at, at, yeah, at, the front, role. Yeah, at the front door with with my gun. And I understood where he was coming from. You know, what I mean, he's like, fuck, I, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, are you here to hurt, hurt or help me? And, you know, I'm not going to give anything away. But another thing I noticed is the kids T-shirts. Uh, she was wearing a NASA shirt, and at one point, the boy was wearing an Obey shirt. Mm-hmm. But here's the one thing I didn't, I couldn't quite figure out was what was with the the deer. Well, deer represents like um, there's the idea of like a deer in the headlights, right? Okay. Deer, deer are prey usually, right? Um, are you talking about why the deer were all kind of flocking around them? Yeah, like the 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 daughter started seeing all these deer, and then at one yeah. point, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, and I, I just didn't get the the meaning behind it. Like, it, I, I don't know. Like, but the way I saw it, because um, deer, this movie reminded me a lot of Get Out. I don't know if you've seen Get Out before. Sounds um, familiar. I might have. Really good movie, but it, it, you know, the deer in that kind of represents like the slave, right? Okay. Like the not not the not the African American shit that went down the black slaves, none of that, but just like the the mentality of a slave, right? Um, now, what I thought that the deer were doing and how they kept kind of flocking around these people was because of the frequencies, right? Mm-hmm. The flamingos, you know, hopping in that pool and just hanging out in that pool for that that amount of time that they were. You know, when frequencies are going off like that, you know, animals do weird shit. Like they, yeah. they, they're, they base their entire lives around just natural frequency. Yeah. They don't, they don't know how to tell time. Okay. You know okay. What I mean? All right. Now, they, now I see where you're coming. Cause it kind of makes sense. Cause like animals can sense when like a, a, a thunderstorm or, or a big storm's coming and you know, they know right. to kind of move to a different area or, or seek some somewhat shelter. Whereas us humans South for the winter. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, okay. Now, now it's making a little bit more sense. I just couldn't, I couldn't understand that. Maybe I was overthinking it, which is probably what I was doing. Like, like trying to look too deep into it. And it was just one of those small things that was right in front of my face. Well, that's what I thought it was. I could be wrong. Um, let me see. Let me see what deer, uh, present and symbolism symbolism here let's see and they were all uh, so according to native americans deer symbolized grace and gentleness because of their majestic appearance while deer hunting uh it can run at uh while deer hunting it's weird while deer hunting it can run at high speed and still look graceful and so in pop culture deer symbolized grace and gentleness the deer is a messenger an animal of power 
and a totem representation of sensitivity, intuition, and gentleness. So if deer, deer represent power, that could be what it is. They were looking, you know, the deer were all just staring at them. And, uh, and, and didn't it say something about uh, them being a messenger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deer can be uh, a messenger as well. Okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it was. They were, hey, something's fucked up. You're seeing us. The only thing that, I, that threw me off with, they were all, they, they were all male. They were all bucks. Right. Okay. Well, look here, there's actually an article, of course, because this is what, what is really interesting. And man, if there is one thing that I could say about the Obamas, dude, they fucking handle fame perfectly. Yeah. You know, doing this stuff making money off of a some off of a situation like this like yeah I, I think it's rotten of them but uh man i can't say i wouldn't do the same thing dude if i was the fucking leader of a country and then they're like hey do whatever you want release movies do whatever i would be doing shit like this because everyone in the world is talking about this movie right now mm-hmm. um and i mean it so, went, it, i don't know it went oh, as far sorry to, to step on you but it went as far as people yeah. on tiktok making um fake videos of deer on mount rushmore deer uh hanging out at the statue of liberty the same deer over at big ben i mean and and they were trying to kind of push some fear like oh my god look at all these deer yada yada but obviously you know it's fake if i mean i'm sure it fooled some people but just it really got into the uh psyche of everybody that you know watched that and was like wow what the fuck you know what i mean and and it's a really good movie. It's really well done. And it has my favorite female actress of all time. I think she looks like a man. Uh, she's a lot like older him. now. I mean, when she was younger, she was, especially when she played uh, Aaron Brockovich. Whew. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let me, let me, uh, did you know that this was based off a book? Because I did not. Uh, it said something based on a novel of something in the credits, but I, they, I didn't Yeah, 2020. Is that what it no. was called? Uh, well, no, the leave the world behind, uh, written and directed by Sam Ismail, um, not Ishmael Ismail, who adapted the 2020 novel of the same name. So this, this was a book. So, you know, it's not necessarily something of the Obama's imagination, which okay. is, you know, a little bit better, but at the same time, it's still weird that they wanted to take this. I can read this article. It talks about what the deers represent, if you'd like. Yeah. I mean, can you share it? Uh, I can. I don't know how to fucking do that here on StreamYard. Let me see. Just present. go down to present and then hit the, the tab that you want to present, just like in uh, Riverside. Uh, okay. Share screen. Oh, okay. Let's see. Share. And now, can you see? Can you see MSN? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just jump in. I can't see you, so just feel free to jump right in uh, when you want to say anything. But the Leave the World Behind movie on Netflix has everyone talking. Written and directed by Sam Esmail, who adapted the 2020 novel of the same name by Ruman Alam. Um, this is the this is the kind of movie that leaves much to discuss after the credits start to roll. From the punchy ending to the painting Easter eggs, uh, to the film locations, to the sick Tesla burn, uh, leave the world behind. We'll have your whole group chat lit up. Um, let's see. 
here's one more talking point to add to the fray. What the heck is up with the deer in Leave the World Behind? First, the daughter, played by Farrah McKenzie, sees an unusually large number of deer in the backyard. She sees them later again in the woods, um, even even though her brother doesn't believe her. Then a massive herd of deer surround Julia Roberts and Maya Hala. My Hala, whatever. I, str- seeming, I struggled with uh, that one, too. Yeah, my my hala, right? My hala. And seem primed to attack what the world is going what in the world is going on with these deer. Why do the deer act like this in uh leave the world behind? Before we get into the symbolism of it all, let's talk about why animals and most especially deer behave so oddly. Were you gonna say something? No. No? Okay. Uh, I'm, I might be hearing an echo a little bit. My bad. Uh, why do these deer behave so oddly and leave the world behind? There's been a cyber attack on the United States. And most of all, uh, most, if not all Wi-Fi's computers, all this shit, uh, cellular technology has been rendered useless. The audience hears via a split second radio report that the cyber attack has caused a quote, catastrophic environmental disaster in the South which is affecting animal migration patterns. Okay. That's what I was kind of getting at right there, yep. right? Yep. Um, that's the only explanation we get, leaving it up to the viewer to imagine the details of this environmental disaster. In the book by Ruman Alam, the character Danny, played by Kevin Bacon in the movie, theorized that deer are undergoing a mass migration as a, quote, disaster response, a disaster indicator, a disaster indicator. So that's why the animals are acting weird. They know something's up and they're responding in kind. But um, what does it mean? Why does what does this all mean? Now, so it's kind of on, kind of what, what we were so kind of alluding at. You know, when, like they know a big storm happened. There's a big uh, uh, disruption in the the Schumann residence, and you know that they're acting crazy. They're 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 going somewhere. They they know it's not safe. Right? Are you calling it the Schumann residence? Resonance. Okay, I, I might have said re- I might have said residents. Like, I, I think like it, your I, next door neighbors, the Schumans. Yeah, I, I honestly, I th- I think you called me out, and you were correct. I think I did say residents. The Schumann residents next door. Yeah, is, they're uh, good people. They carry in my my groceries. Um. Okay, so what do the deer mean in Leave the World Behind? Uh, continuing on with the article here. It's open to interpretation, but I believe the deer and leave the world behind symbolize the human population stripped down to their animalistic survival instincts in the face of disaster. Uh, the scene in the movie where Julia Roberts and Myhala face off with the deer in the woods is juxtaposed with the uh, scene between Kevin Bacon and Ali. Both scenes are depicting animals wrestling with their fight or flight response to fear. So what they're talking about here is there's a scene where the black dad, um, the owner of the Airbnb is kind of squaring up with, with Kevin Bacon. They're both pointing guns at each other because they're trying to get some medication for, um, Ethan Hawke's the son. kid whose teeth are falling out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ethan Hawke's son in the movie and Julie Roberts son. um, the girls manage to scare off the deer and they perceive that that they perceive as a threat. Kevin Bacon is trying to do the same thing to Ali by threatening him with his gun. All of them are animals just trying to keep themselves safe. Get it? Near the end of the book, Alam writes a passage that makes the deer symbolism a little more clear. The next generation of these deer would be born white 
as the unicorn in those Flemish tapestries that uh, Rose and her family would never see. Not albinism, like not albinos, right? Um, the one geneticist. What? This doesn't make any sense. The one not genet- albino deer, basically. Yeah. The yeah. one genesist who worked, it would discover, but in intergenerational trauma. Okay. Um, so yeah, transgenerational trauma. This is something that the black community is huge on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they talk about this. Jay-Z talks about it. Um, apparently now Barack Obama is highlighting it. Life was like that. Life was about to change. So I don't know, man. What do you think about that so far? There's a couple more paragraphs. I like it so far. Uh, it's, it's pretty much saying what we were saying, but in, in a more technical kind of way, if, if that makes sense. Like you were on to the same path that led me to be, Oh yeah. Like, you know, like I said, when, they know uh, storms coming. Uh, there's a disruptance in, in nature and you know, that the, they're going to act out, act weird. It's no different when you're hunting, if you're hunting deer and, and especially just up here in Pennsylvania in the fall time in archery, if you see wild turkeys around, you're going to see deer because deer use the turkeys as the eyes of the forest because they'll, a, a turkey will pick up on you before you'll ever even know it's a, it's there. And the mm-hmm. turkey kind of use the deer as ears and as and smell so if they don't happen not to see something the deer will alert and they'll both run if they if they see danger okay so, so they all kind yeah, of it makes sense i know yeah. when you go hunting for turkey you got to get decked out in camo yes big time and you're not supposed to wear like uh like red white or blue bandanas because those are turkey colors so yes. yeah it's a it's an interesting yeah. thing um so yeah, continuing on here. In other words, this huge disaster has traumatic impact on the entire herd of deer, so much so that it alters their physical form. It's a metaphor for the intergenerational trauma faced by groups of people who were targets of atrocities like genocide or slavery. The book was published in October 2020 and likely written before the pandemic, but also takes on a new meaning of the world slowly recovering from COVID-19. Uh, I don't get that at all but whatever um director sam Ismail added an interview with tutum um that he liked the just juxtaposition juxtaposition of our perception of deer as non-threatening deer are peaceful creatures Ismail said um to turn that sweet image into now this sort of ominous menacing almost warning i thought it was interesting that's the trick about this movie. We always try to take the things that we never really considered a threat and turn them around basically. And that was one thing that we were saying too, is that they can be messages, right? Mm-hmm. That. And if you play into the whole theme of, of the movie, uh, more psychological, um, tactics, uh, psychological fear, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, man, definitely interesting. Um, I'm not presenting anymore. Correct. Okay, cool. No, you you stop. Uh, so yeah, yeah, man, I think it's a uh, it was a great movie. It's good. I watched it. Yeah. I, I took your advice and watched it right away. I didn't. I didn't sit on it like I did Shane Gillis. Right, right. Well, and and that's the thing too. Like, uh, you know, watching it with a couple drinks and and stuff like that. It's a. Uh, it's fucking. It's really good, man. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know if we got anything else. 
Um, yeah, let's, uh, I have this three part, um, clip on a guy that was in the military. Uh, he, he's kind of whistleblowing, um, on UAPs, but it takes a, a, a turn that I don't think most people in the conspiracy theory world saw coming, if that makes any kind of sense. So let me uh, get back to my page. And here we go. My name is Stephen Michael Digna Jr. The following testimony is true and inaccurate as as it can be at this time to the best of my ability. And I prepared to swear this testimony under oath before the Senate and Congress. I'm a former sergeant in the United States Army. I began active duty service in 1999 and I served until 2002. I was assigned to the U.S. Army Training Center, W4J9 Alpha Alpha, Fort Irwin, California, located in the Mojave Desert inside uh, Death Valley near the Barstow, California in 2000. I was assigned to Alpha Company Group, Live Fire Combat Engineer Division, uh, Computer Support Systems, and uh, basically for civilians, it's management for live fire operations. I acted as a hub between the operations group, intelligence planners, ground team, Air Force, and Star Wars programs. Uh, thank you, Doctor. In July of 2001, I was observing a live fire practice uh, at a level from an, uh, an observation deck at approximately three stories high from the desert floor. I saw a craft in the distance at approximately 200 feet off the ground, measuring 107, approximately 172 feet across, strongly, strongly remembers it, resembling a hovering B-2 spirit. Upon first glance, my eyes were adjusting to the darkness. I could see seven lights in a V-shape. After that, I closed my eyes for approximately 30 seconds to allow them to adjust the lighting conditions. We were running red lights throughout the bunker due to the current live fire uh, exercise. The range was hot. That means rounds are being fired and lives are at risk at all times. Uh, this was interrupted by a, a very, very ominous call, a net call said cease fire, cease fire, cease fire. Came from one of our observer controllers on the ground. There's about 20, 27 teams out there. Once my eyes adjusted, I could make out the general shape of the craft. There were two men from Raytheon present. I pulled out my night vision goggles to get a better look at the craft. Uh, it appeared to be generating seven lights along its wings and underbelly. I noticed another smaller craft oriented on the right side at the, and at the same height as the first craft, approximately 75 feet to 100 yards to its right. The second craft was jet black, V-shaped, pointed towards the first craft. This craft had equally joined, spaced, rectangular sections forming the hull. The craft had a gimbal rack on that deployed from the bottom of the craft, uh, approximately five to six holographic uh, lights. Uh, holographic emitting uh, lights were uh, pointed directly at the first craft. That was my assumption. Uh, due to the fact that they were displaying a strange color within my MVG goggles. Anyone that knows the old school, you know, two, circa 2000 MVGs, they don't emit color. They give you green, grays, and blacks. I was seeing colors within my night vision goggles. This was not normal. And uh, it was my assumption that perhaps these, this was a hologram being projected from the other craft. Uh, I can't confirm that. However, that was uh, my assessment at the time. Observation deck, uh, observation deck from Raytheon. Notice the night vision goggles I had. 
He went from chattering cheerfully. Uh, they were pretty relaxed. They'd seen these before. It wasn't abnormal to them. Uh, uh, he looked at me with a very, very severe uh, look of disapproval and anger uh, that I had. Uh, at that point, we both, uh, they both went calmly inside, probably a little bit angry, and uh, it felt as though I had crossed the line. I took another uh, look with my night vision goggles. The reason this event was not uh, reported uh, was due to the fact that it was not unidentified. I'm going to repeat this very clearly to the cameras. This craft was not unidentified. This was one of our birds. And uh, to the observer controller that called that out on the range, I'm not going to put his call sign out. Uh, Roger up, eyes on, hands on confirmation. That's our bird. But she doesn't need wind to get lift. She was hovering stationary. Approximately five to seven uh, days later, the... Sorry, guys, this is personal. Uh, this affected the rest of my marriage, my life, and uh, my relationship with my child. Approximately five to seven days later, following, the following incident took place on Fordowin Road. It's the one road leading uh, into the base during the weekend pass after the show. Uh, my wife and I had uh, taken a pass to go see a movie. Um, and it, this, this took place right after the live fire bunker, about five, seven, five to seven days afterwards. We skipped the second movie or halfway through. Uh, I was really tired, just got back from running the range, uh, 78 hour shifts with no relief. We passed a dry lake bed on the right hand side. My driver's side mirror reflected a powerful white light into my eyes. I saw a bright white light pop up of, uh, out of the canyon that I had just come from. I looked over my, my left shoulder and saw a zipping light. My name is Stephen Michael Digna Jr. The following testimony is true and inaccurate. Do you want me to go in right into part two? Or do you want to talk about that one first? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, you know, he, it seemed like, uh, what is the context of this? Like, where is he giving this speech? Um, I'm not sure where he's given a speech. He, there appears to be a doctor uh, beside him that kind of helped him uh, come to terms with a lot of this. Uh, it's some kind of conference. I don't know if it's – he, he eventually I, – I don't know if it's – maybe it's in the next clip or maybe it was in the first one. I, I forget that he, he plans on testifying in front of Congress as well. Um, but if you didn't catch – what he said right around the, mid, the the middle point, this was one of our birds. This was not mm -hmm. alien technology. This was our technology. So this is what kind of, when, when I saw that one, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull all the parts because, you know, every, everybody's like, you know, the UFOs, Project Bluebeam, whatever. <clears throat> And then there's a few of us out there that are like, well, I, what if this is our shit? And, you know, I'm kind of mm -hmm. growing towards that camp of a lot of this might be our shit. Just like when we covered the Roswell um, crash, I think Moral Bob sent in, in the clip uh, about a year or so ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, we discussed that with a, a aircraft taking off and crashing and, you know, what have you. So I, I don't know. It, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's just it's it's I, I find it interesting how he's acting. Um but yeah. Well, he he seems he's way. very nervous. Um I noticed he takes a lot of deep breaths. Uh if you're coming out with That's something. like a stereotypical way to show that you're nervous. 
or you know um anxiety anxiety too uh i know if i get very anxious i i i'm on shit to help control that but that is one coping mechanism that i used to do i would take a deep breath trying to calm down you know what i mean if i if i got too overstimulated and and kind of overwhelmed i'm just playing devil's advocate though you know what i mean yeah no i mean i i definitely get it but yeah you can you can definitely tell that he's nervous i don't know um i feel like you know when people are actually nervous they 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 turn red they kind of stutter when they're speaking that um it seems almost over the top and i'm not i'm not trying to just shit on it because it's interesting stuff right but when when you know if i was sitting here you know, trying to give a speech about something that I saw and I'm going like all hard into the microphone like that. It, it, it gets to a point where it's like, what, what's really going on here? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe I've gotten too cynical, but yeah, this is definitely interesting. And, and to play, play advocate again, um, you also have to look at it from his point of view of, okay, this, this caused some sort of PTSD. So he's rehashing, um, incidents that he really does not want to talk about because it, it's going to flash back and, you know, maybe stir up some, some, some very bad memories that he wants to, you know, obviously suppress. But I'll play part yeah, two. That's interesting. Yeah. The zip through the, the, the curves uh, in that bend, mimicking my exact, uh, my exact track and exactly the speed that I had had. <clears throat> suddenly all i could see was a bright light through all of my windows and at that exact same time my car's power steering and, and the engine's electrical system everything died completely died uh when uh the, when i exited the vehicle i rushed towards the front end of the car believing there was someone pointing a floodlight at us i had some words to say to that man i stepped through a thick field of white plasma that encompassed encompassed a spheroid craft as I turned to go inspect my, uh, the craft, my wife opened the door, and she ran out towards the front of the car, and she was yelling, Steve, no. She was instantaneously locked in place in a bright white field of plasma. As I looked at her, I thought to myself, it's okay, she's in stasis lock. That, that plasma enveloped her body with about six inches. I heard a female voice call me state. felt like it was in my head said she is in stasis lock it was a confirmation thank you dr greer relieved that she was safe i started approaching the craft for further inspection oh wait the craft process from the car uh if you can yeah go ahead he's talking about dr stephen greer stephen greer is a fraud big time i'll show you this guy is is that the black dude um, no who am i thinking of the one that's all about space and yeah, um, I'll show you. All right, he's like ancient aliens. I mean, this guy—he's been on like Demi Lovato's show. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, dude. So fuck me. To do some shit right here. Fuck. Let me. me uh, <laughs> let me share this. I want to hear what he says because it is funny. That's what I'm saying. It's just like the way that he's going, oh, like, it's right. like, no, no man, no self-respecting man is going to act like that. Okay. See, this is him right here. 
You recognize him or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that is uh, Greer. Stephen Greer. Motherfucker. So. I mean, it could be real, but dude, I, yeah. I, I feel like this guy is, um, I think he's been part of the whole thing. Like, I trust him as much as I trust that guy with the crazy hair or like that oh, Nick Pope. Yeah, uh, Dr. Uh, was it Mikukachu or Mik? Oh, no, yeah, no. It's probably some fake name. Yeah, it's a wrestling character that he yeah, has. Yeah, I'm like. thinking of the Chinese or the Japanese uh, dude. You're, thi- uh, you're thinking of the the lighter skinned dude with, the, yeah, the fucking. Uh, I just woke up and got out of bed and I don't, I don't know what a brush is. Yeah, uh, he, uh, let me see, Ancient Aliens. I was thinking of Miko Kaku. No, so this guy, you know, you know how Albert Einstein had crazy hair. Uh-huh. This guy has to, he, he tries to do that same thing. But he's far, far less intelligent. Yeah. Than, if if uh, I have like wild Albert hair Einstein. like Einstein, that people will think I'm very, very, very smart. Yeah, they'll think I'm quirky and uh, like this is this dipshit. Look at that. It's like, dude, you go out of your way to make the hair messy. You don't wake up with hair like that. <laughs> he looks like, um, dude, where's my car? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, Stephen Greer. Um, there, look at that. That's a funny one. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, with the alien, like, and the alien even has the hair. Um, but yeah, man, I, I do want to listen to the rest of that because I just okay. want to see how hard he's trying to spin yarn. All right. Uh, let me go back to that. Crafting the car, uh, we're nose to nose. At a 90-degree formation, uh, if you looked at it from a bird's eye view, it would be in an L-shape, nose-to-nose. The craft was, uh, there was a plasma field emitting approximately 12 inches off of the craft inside this white plasma field. The craft seemed about Trump, uh, approximately 23 uh, feet long. I stepped forward with my left hand extended and slightly reaching out to it. The craft uh, responded to my movement. Uh, this startled me slightly, but I took it and stood still. Uh, just in case, uh, by moving back and pivoting the nose away from my hand like a cat or a boxer, and it felt like a cat to me. Uh, this, he stumbles over his words here a little bit. Okay, sorry, lost my place. The exterior looked like uh, polished black onyx. As I approached the craft, I noticed ambient temperature, not hot or cold. Uh, I kind of leaned down and touched the craft, and as I swiped my hand up the craft's starboard side, uh, also towards the front of the craft, uh, it was as smooth as glass. However, when I drew my hand back towards me, it felt like shark skin or a cat's tongue. That was followed by a reaction. Um, The reaction followed my hand, and uh, as I... Oh, it, it's slightly off here. Uh, so I'm going to have to do this with my hands just to describe it for you. As you can see here in the uh, the, the picture, I, I put my hand on the craft like this, and I kind of pushed my head forward. I can't do it here because of the mic, but I wanted to swipe my hand up and look at it like I was planing a hey, piece of wood. pause it again real fast? Uh, I got something else. Okay. So when he said ambient temperature... Uh, not hot or cold. I was wondering what he was talking about right there. So I had to Google it. That's not a real term. 
this this guy is totally bullshitting. What does ambient temperature mean? Uh, the definition of ambient temperature is the air temperature of the surrounding environment. Right. So he was just saying, I noticed ambient temperature. It wasn't hot or cold. Or uh, or ambient light. It's uh, the measurement of light that's in the immediate surrounding of the area. I, good catch. I didn't even catch that. So it seemed like what he was trying to say was it was like a uh, neutral temperature or it was like it was it wasn't hot or cold. But he said he uses ambient temperature. That's strange, you know. Uh-huh. Um, now, again, maybe he is nervous and he's he's saying the wrong words, but clearly he's got the speech written out and he's reading. So I don't know if he prepared this beforehand and then he's, you know, just completely misusing words. That's kind of strange, too. Right. It know. is. It is. Um, God, I hope I hope to God this guy's telling the truth. And that this Dr. Greer guy was like the only one that believed him and would like support his story. But I'm starting to think that that's not the case. Right. As I drew my hand back, that's when I felt that this, this strange texture it felt like a tiger skin or a tiger, uh, a shark skin or, or uh, like I said, uh, a cat's tongue. As I drew my hand back, uh, pixels jumped off the craft. Uh, they were like micro shavings. I would call it, it they, they, they resembled graphene or magnetite shavings and uh, nano, nano sized particles. As I did that, and as I swiped up first, uh, I guess to get back to that, as I swiped up, the craft emitted a tiger stripe pattern up the, up the starboard side of the craft. As I drew my hand backwards, the pixels popped up. And as I did, the craft purred. It bellowed through my body. I could feel it resonate my body cavity. And uh, it was very intense. I felt like I was in contact with a living creature. Yes, sir. Um, as I drew my hand back, a lattice work opened up underneath. There was a very vibrant color, uh, colors coming out of the craft. The underskin, this was a very thin nano layer. And uh, there was a mesh work, honeycomb style. Uh, and it was like a lattice work that was like a frame around this. And beneath that was, uh, well, there were filaments flowing. They looked like a neural network. Uh, there, I, I tried to see any 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 uh, universal bus system or any computer systems as the analyst job that I had. I saw none of this. Uh, as I drew the hand closer to myself, uh, trying to peer through all these bright, wicked, beautiful lights that were pinks, blues, and every light color you could think of in the spectrum, uh, I wasn't able to see anything through it. So as I drew my hand this way, I kind of pressed off the vehicle. The vehicle was stable. I mean, this thing was locked in position. It's not like Star Wars when you jump off of something and it moves. This thing was solidly locked in place, solid. I seen a shape right here under my, through my elbow uh, as, I, as I leaned my face down. And I could see up into the sky above my car a mirage, which was like a silhouette or a heat foil on the road. And uh, the the stars shimmered in a straight line, and, a, and at a very long distance, there was a curve. So it looked, seemed to be curved. Either way, right when that ripple hit in the sky, uh, the stars then refixed back into place. I re- realized I was looking at a cloaking device on a very, very, very large craft that seemed to encompass the whole desert area that I was under. Uh, at that moment in time, I then... Uh, I glanced and panned my view just to try to get the, you know, uh, fathom the dimensions of this craft. And I saw a giant white, bright white light uh, floating in the sky. And it was a hangar bay door opened. Uh, You couldn't see doors. It was just a bright white light. 
and it looked like a window floating through the sky, maybe even a portal. People might from a distance think, hey, that's a portal, but I obviously knew it was a craft. So this is a hangar bay door, and there was a female uh, silhouette standing there. Uh, at that moment in time, I, that, I heard that same voice, uh, and it said very clearly, um, you were not supposed to see that. That, you weren't supposed to see it. All of a sudden, I began feeling a thud, thud, thud sound. Uh, this was a resonant frequency being pulsed through my body. Uh, as I felt this, uh, it increased in speed, thud, 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 thud. It was very rapid. You can see the same type of thing in the movie Interstellar, very similar when he falls through the black hole. Uh, too similar, too similar. Uh, <clears throat> as these, this thud resonated my body, I felt my molecular or my cells, uh, maybe the quantum level of my body, feel like it was being resonated. I felt like maybe I'm going to be microwaved uh, or something to that nature. Either way, I seen some bands How would coming he through. Know what that feels I like? began lifting up off the ground. That's my vehicle began lifting. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never been microwaved. Me neither. That you know of. That you know of. That I know of, right. I mean, I, I did uh, when the when they were doing some functional checks on uh, the, the, the radar system, I may or may not have... Uh, Walked uh, in between the safety zone, um, but I, I it, it didn't affect me in the way that, you know, the horror stories that, that I was told, uh, because I have a daughter to prove it, because they said, oh, if you walk in front of it and the radiation hits you, it's going to fucking nuke your balls and you'll never have kids. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Those scare tactics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. He is... Uh... Is there more here? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's about three more minutes. Okay. With me also, as this happened, my body tipped back, and I could see the underbelly of the craft. You're going to see that design right in front of you. Uh, this The rectangular shape right in the center there looked like a docking socket for an electrical port. If you're going to take a, you know, a big, big, big uh, uh, male end, um, this would be the female recepting and receiving end uh, for an electrical charger. Uh, to skip through that, there were some very, very, uh, there's some highlighted uh, parts here. Um, and as you can read them there, I'm going to let you read that for yourself just for time's uh, sake. Uh, however, uh, as this happened uh, instantaneously, I queued in and I was flat on my back and I was staring up at the ceiling uh, and my vision queued into a very, very bright white light. My vision panned over, and there was my wife flat on her back on a table. It was smaller than the table I was laying on, slightly lowered, and she still had the same exact expression on her face like she was screaming no. However, she was no longer stuck in the running position. She was flat. As I panned a little, a little more in front of me to kind of gauge where I was at, and this all happened in milliseconds, guys. This was whole crap on um, what's happening. So this is a very short encounter here. As I panned over, I saw my vehicle with the right, the right uh, passenger tires and uh, lifted up. I saw some people in some white suits, fully, fully garmented masks with some breathing apparatuses. Uh, they were working on the vehicle. Slightly next to that was a strange blue rack that looked like it could have been an automotive rack, could have had another purpose. That was my quick assumption. As I, as I, oh, yes, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. No, well, if you want to just finish it up. Uh, yes, sir. So uh, after that had happened, uh, I saw a female right next to me. She was taking some samples from me. It was a human female. She had red hair, 
Uh, she had very fair skin. Uh, and, uh, after that moment, I also, as I panned over, I could see the window and the desert behind me. I realized we were not in space. I could see the desert floor. I could see the exact two rock formations and one far off in the, in the distance. Uh, so this is pinpointed by, by GPS coordinates. So, uh, after that, uh, I panned a little more over and as I seen this open up, uh, and the bay, the bay door behind her open or maybe just transparent and I could see out. Uh, I, I also seen that craft right here docked in the ship and that came through me after trying to get these schematics done on paper while talking to Michael Scratch. So thank you, sir. This man went through PTSD with me. So thank you, Dr. There he is. There was Stephen Greer. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's interesting. It is. Um, I don't buy it though. No, hey, man. I wanted. I really wanted it to be. I guess cooler, more 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 believable than like. I don't know, but I, I I've also had a guy on that said he did a twenty and back. So you know what I mean. So like, I don't know. Uh, I'll take. I, at the end of the day, I'm going to take this guy's word at face value because I don't know if he's lying and I don't know if he's telling the truth. But it is yeah. a cool conspiracy. Right. That's and it's what fun. Conspiracies are. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's just, uh, you know, there is there is I think that there are people that that have real UFO experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that stories like that kind of shit on those true you know what i mean um and that now he i might be the asshole here he might be 100 percent honest with this but anytime like greer's involved i mean you can go to his his wikipedia um the the big thing for me is when he doesn't have if someone like this is big in the conspiracy world and all this stuff and he doesn't have a controversy tab you know how there's like mm-hmm. early life career <laughs> you know, movies or whatever that they're in. And there's no controversy, Tim. Uh, Stephen Greer does not have one. Now, he seems to be part of that whole, excuse me, part of that whole system. And maybe I'm just being a dick about anything that he does because I asked him in the early days of DWP if he would want to come on the show and he just ghosted me. And then a fucking month later, I'm, I see him on Demi Lovato's fucking podcast. Uh, not that I was watching Demi Lovato's podcast, but just that... uh I saw like a pop up on Instagram. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. No, I get it. So I get it. I, I I'm kind of the same way. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, fuck off. You know, but it's kind of like uh, answer. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of like how Joe Rogan has uh, uh, Mr. Lazar on a lot. Oh yeah, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, and I think there's a lot of evidence out there that has debunked a lot of the shit that. He, he he claims, but I don't know. Like in the early days before you had the internet and what have you, man, people people heard him speak and fucking bought it hook, line, and sinker. I was one of them. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, I have a bias about that Greer guy. And it's not just, you know, I'm not, my ego's not that big towards just about my show and he didn't want to come on there. I just started looking into him more. Not a fan of him at all. I think uh, he seems to be kind of a fraud, but that doesn't mean that everything that he says and does is wrong and everything that he says or, or, or backs is wrong. Um, but it would be like, uh, take someone that you just give zero credibility to. I don't know if you have someone in your head that you have zero credibility. Um, 
anything that they say, you're almost automatically going to say, no, this is bullshit. Uh-huh. I have, um, I have a that's, few. That, yeah, I, I, I would imagine <laughs> you do. Um, so it, it would be like that, right? So if I were to show you something that, that they were involved with, uh-huh. and you would be like, oh, dude, no, come on. Like, I, I don't trust this guy at all. So that's the way I feel about that. But that doesn't mean that I'm right. Right. And, and dude, I'm totally right there with you because – you know a couple of mine, and, and we share kind of the same ones. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, now, bullshit, bu- a bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit, yeah. a bullshit, bullshit, a bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's one of those guys, man. I just, uh, I'm suspicious. But So, did you hear about, yeah. uh, to change uh, topics, have you heard about the uh, the new McDonald's that is uh, opening up? No. Oh. Yeah. Is it uh, human meat? No, we're not. We're not going that far. But um, it, it, it's it's kind of futuristic. McDonald's has announced it will launch its much-anticipated Cosmic Store this week. The spin-off brand, which is named after McDonald's alien mascot from the 1980s and early 1990s, appears to be an attempt at targeting the TikTok generation by emulating Starbucks with a range of colorful slushes, iced teas, and coffees. McDonald's is currently plotting its fastest period of growth in its more than 60-year history, with the chain confirming the first Cosmic in Bolingbrook, Illinois, will open later this week. A further nine are set to launch by the end end of 2024 what are your thoughts on this is that real yeah yeah it is huh. <laughs> i've seen a few few uh few different ones on it so yeah yeah i, I, I don't mcdonald's know mcdonald's cosmics is open here's what we need to know about the new chain how interesting that's kind of cool yeah what what are you finding? I mean, it does look kind of futuristic it reminds me of pizza planet from Toy Story or not? Yeah, Toy Story. Okay, that or uh, I I got a Jetsons vibe. I'm a little older than you. The old cartoon, the Jetsons. No, yeah, I did. Hey, I, I fuck with the Jetsons. Okay, so. <laughs> but, Judy's a bad bitch. Yeah, and Elroy was a motherfucker. Elroy was a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I've got a few things here that I can pull up once you're done. Okay. Um, when do you want to go to New York City uh, ever? When do I want to go to New York City? Yeah. I mean, do you ever want to? I wouldn't mind going and checking it out. I've never really been to the Big Apple. Okay. But, uh, well, I, I highly suggest that uh, you get an Uber or just walk because uh, there's something coming down the pipelines that just got approved. Anybody want cleaner air for our kids and for future generations? Well, then you love congestion pricing, right? As New York City is the first city in America to charge people to go to work with the new congestion pricing bill. We are going to be the very first state in the nation, the very first city in America to have a congestion pricing plan. Business owners have already raised their prices to pass along this extra toll to the customers. Now, the people who live here are now going to pay more for me to come visit them and fix whatever I have to fix. Yeah, what do you do? Heating and air conditioning. I might find my way to Long Island to, for a new job because of that pricing because that kills that kills everything on top of the parking that I'm going to have to pay right now and the 18% tax. Terrible. As passengers will pay $15 per day to enter the zone, which is $300 per month and $3,600 per year. 
while small trucks will pay $24 per day and taxi and food delivery services will increase their price. My friends, this is going to be transformative. This is when we demonstrate leadership. Best of America will realize that we are fighting to save our planet. We're fighting for the greatest city. What do you think about this bill? Is it going to allegedly save the planet or hurt the working family's pockets? Any Man, fuck the planet. Who gives a fuck about the planet <laughs> at this point? Who fucking cares? Right. And, and it's not going to help or hurt. It's not going to help if you enforce this. It's not going to hurt if you don't enforce this. You can't. You can't. When I first heard this was like, who, who the fuck was it? Was it Cuomo? Governor Cuomo? When he, he outlawed certain size sodas in fucking New York? Oh, you, oh no. That was uh, uh, Breitbart. Right? Oh, was it Breitbart? Uh, no, it no, not Breitbart. Breitbart. Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Bloomberg. 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 Yeah, he ran for president. Um, now you almost said the Asian version, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Ah, the, oh, the Bloomberg. Bloomberg. I like a Bloomberg. All they're gonna do, not maybe not in this situation, but with, with that soda thing. Okay, I'll buy two twenty ounces instead of a forty ounce. It's, who are you to tell me how much soda I can do ingest? Who are you to fucking tell me just because of the size of a car I have, I can't drive in, in, in your city? And you wonder why fucking people are fleeing, fleeing New York City, especially NYC. Well, that's the goal because those dipshits are still going to vote Democrat. Yeah. And all the people that flee to uh, maybe Florida or Texas or whatever, I hope you don't still vote the same. Like change your voting, excuse me, voting style. If you don't like that, don't go to a state that is more conservative and then start voting liberal again. Like, come on. Well, that's the thing. If you are driving there, I hope that you get in a car accident and you don't make it to your destination if you're just going to try and spread these fucking messages around the entire fucking country or these these policies, rather. Right. Like, get in a car accident and don't vote ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that is that is horrible. The, uh, these policies are ruining the country. There was actually a lady today in the parking lot. Um, no, it was yesterday at Walmart. And um, she asked if I wanted, uh, if I'm registered to vote in the state of Arizona. Oh, I thought and she I was going to ask you like, for no, a, no, I don't vote. I thought she was going to uh, ask you for a handy. Like, Don, do you want a handy? I I probably would have said no. <laughs> uh, she was Latina, but she was a little too old for me. I love Latinas. Me gusta Latinas, but uh, a little old. So, uh, yeah, man, just uh, the way, you know, that she's like, How do you, are you able to vote in, in uh, Arizona? I said, oh, no, I don't vote. And then she just looked at me like, what? And then I just turned around and walked away. It's like, yeah, voting's fucking fake, man. So when you say, um, I'm a felon. Yeah, if- Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm a felon. Yeah, I should have said I'm. I I was uh, guilty of murdering Mexican women. Sorry, <laughs> and then just walk away. But not murdering um, in the sense that she is automatically thinking. You're thinking sex. Yeah, murdering puss. Um, no. So when I if I share something, do I have to share sound? It should automatically share it. Just uh, when you hit the okay. present tab and um, yeah. Uh, mine's automatically, it's down in the right-hand corner, right at the bottom. It says also share, uh, tab audio. Can you see this job of the hut? So oh, it says, uh, you know, is her that Gorlock. 
It looks like it, right? <laughs> but like girls like this, they're like, he needs to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, pay my bills, be at least six five, and take care of my four kids from five baby daddies. And they look like this. Yeah. They look like Job of the Hut with like not even that nice of an ass. It's just a gross big old fat ass. It's the ugliest girls that demand the most shit. They do. Um now I wanted to share a few different videos here really quick. Okay. Uh this is fun. This is, uh, I, I really want to buy this book, actually. Check this out. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear this. Flight from the stars. Or just say you, you can hear it. Falling I can hear it. I can see Sister it. is sister, right. yeah. mister, and monster. Okay. Can you hear that or no? I said yeah. Okay, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I can't see you because I'm sharing my screen. So, okay, here we go. We are the fallen angels, the fallen angles of light from the stars, the start. Falling into the physical realm. Sister is sister, mister, and monster. We started in the stars. It's the same word. The ancient paintings are showing you this knowledge, and it's even reflected in the Masonic artwork. You are mental, astral, etheric, and physical. The mind thinks thought, which is the mental plane. When you imagine the thought, you are in the astral plane. This is the world of imagination. Astral has the word star within it. Above us is the astral plane. Where you are doomed, you are domed. Our minds are limited in the physical plane. We have to labor in order to manifest something. But in the astral, everything manifests instantly. In order to ascend, we have to think outside the box. The box is the physical plane. The triangle is the ethereal. The circle is the eternal. When the baby becomes aware of the world beyond its mother, it starts to seek a way out of the mother and become born. When the mind realizes there are worlds beyond this physical plane, it will seek a way out. This is why reality and realization are pretty much the same word. Your reality is your level of realization. Our thoughts are bondaged. We are not the body. You are not your thoughts. You must fall in love, conquer, desire, refrain from you-know-what activity, fast and transmute your fear of death to begin the ascension process. Read the caption if you want to gain this occult book. We are the fallen angels. Yeah, so another one of those guys just talking about some cool stuff. Right? Hell yeah. I See, that, and I've said it before, you, you've played some um, stuff on it. Uh, and I think I've shared some stuff as well that, that fascinates the hell out of me because not that it goes against any religion, but it, it just, I don't know. It just, for some reason, a lot of it makes sense. We are the full name. You know what I mean? Like it make it, it makes too much sense in an easy way. That when you look at things in a different light through a different organized way, it complicates it. And it's almost like they're trying to hide the easy and, and natural way for us to that we sh- should already know. Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's actually this other uh, one that I'll play real quick. And, you know, I'm not a big veganism uh, no. person. No. Um, Eat me. At all. But, well, let me let me tell you this though. I ate, um, you know, usually I get heartburn when I eat food relatively late at night, right? Um, no, I'm a bigger dude, uh, not fat, but like definitely big. Like I, I weigh two fifty. Um, I'm I'm like a wide dude. I got like muscle mass and stuff. Yeah, you got um, big bones. You're big, yeah, bo- big boned. You're big boned, just like Cartman. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I mean, obviously I could definitely lose weight, but at the same time, I'm not like this obese, you know, I, I talk about like how I'm like super fat and out of shape and like, you know, I could use to lose 300 pounds and all this stuff. It's a joke. Um, but I am definitely, you know, a, like I said, a big guy and eating vegan doesn't seem like it would work, but I think that you could have, you could replace some of your meals with vegan meals and it would be beneficial to you. Or maybe you go like on little spurts um, instead of fasting, maybe eat vegan meals for like a week or something. Because the reason that I say this, and then I'm going to play a clip here in a second, is that when I was in Philly, I, the first meal that I ate, I wasn't able to eat pretty much all day. I ate some nachos at the airport. I told you about them. They were decent in yeah, Atlanta. Down in Hotlanta. Um, yeah. And it was fun. Um, but you know, felt kind of shitty after eating those. And then I went and had this place called Kava in Philly that it's all Mediterranean food. It's like falafels, um, you know, vegan shit, right? Ate that at 10 30, went to bed at 11 30, an hour later and didn't have any digestive problems or anything at all. Like the whole night, my heart didn't start racing because you know, when you get heartburn, your heart kind of beats a little faster mm -hmm. and harder and stuff too. None of that. And I was expecting it because I even had spicy food. So I was thinking maybe it's the spicy food that's doing this stuff. And just having a vegan meal didn't do any of that shit to me. Now, I'm not telling people that they should be vegan because I would never give up meat. But holy shit, it was wild. And I even told Kim about it. I was like, dude, this is fucking nuts. Just eating, you know, some clean food like that um, and how good I felt, even though I ate, like I said, like an hour before I went to bed. And you're not supposed to be doing that shit. Usually if I eat three, four hours before bed, I hmm. feel like shit. Not with this vegan food. So that was interesting to me for sure. The, um, the only thing you got to do uh, with vegan food is what you have to watch is they substitute a lot of plant-based um, products. And they're right. really not plant-based. There's a lot of chemicals in there that are super bad for you, like the Impossible Burger. You know, you, you look at that's the, my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you got to watch. But I will say if you eat, I bet you if you made uh, like beans, beans would be considered a, a vegan diet. It's plant based. Mm -hmm. You make some refried beans. You throw some other veggies in there, maybe some lettuce, whatever, and eat a meal. You're going to have the same result. You you could find yeah. a way to to make your maybe a small Mexican dish snack at night without putting the meat in it, you will get, you will get full. You will get hungry quicker. I, I, yeah. I will say that. Um, but if it's, if it's helping with the heartburn, I mean, Hey, do it. If you're hungry, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm like you, I'm not, I, I can't, I cannot give up my meat. Right. Yeah. I'll never do it. My thing though, and dude, I'm not talking about these impossible burgers and shit. No, Fuck no, no. all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not wanting to eat any of that overly processed food. But stuff like falafels. I don't know if you've had a falafel before. Phenomenal. I mean, just really good stuff. This isn't the first time I've had it, but um, it's essentially like chickpeas and shit. Um, okay. But you know, having natural food that is light like that, and then they they kind of mix in things. But yeah, not this overly processed stuff. I'm not about that shit. But the reason that I bring up the vegan stuff is because from the same book, there is this. Bum, bum, bum. Is consuming electrical food. Actually restart that because the beginning is the first part. Here we go. 
veganism rearranged is saving me because consuming electrical foods feeds your spirit, which is your spiral, your spiraling electromagnetic field because you're a biological battery, hence why you get charged in a court. Every cell in your body every 90 days transforms into the foods that you've been eating. Consumption of rotten flesh has no electromagnetism behind it. The fruit is electric and full of light. Lion's intestines are shorter. Our teeth are not made to rip open flesh. Meat-eating animals only live up to 15 years. Vegan animals live up to 40 years. Why do you think the Bible talks about humans living over 500 years? All of the geniuses of the past were all vegan. Humans possess a trichromatic vision, which means we are pretty much attracted to seek colors naturally because our brains are wired to seek colorful food. Each animal and every being has specific qualities in its DNA. For example, bears are ferocious and strong. Camels have the ability to walk thousands of miles and cats are majestic and sneaky. When you eat these animals, you are eating the virtues of that animal. You literally are what you eat. Meat is flesh, cheese is rotten milk, and eggs are fetuses. These terms have been created to conceal the true nature of what you are actually consuming. If you want to get this occult book called The Book of Wisdom, read the caption. So again, compelling. And if anyone wants to check this out, I'm definitely going to be buying this. I think it's $26 on Instagram, Revival of Wisdom. There is the link tree. Um, and then once you go to the link tree, can you see this, Ghost? Uh, I saw you click it, but it didn't pop up. Okay. Well, I will pull this up uh, here in just one second. Let me stop sharing. Present. Present. Here we go. Present now. Arms! We'll try this again. Um, revival of Wisdom. Yes. Okay. So here. Okay. And then you go here to this Book of Wisdom. And I'm sure when I click this, it's going to open something else. So you're not going to be able to see it. But I'll tell you how much it costs. It's 26 pounds. So I believe pounds are less than dollars right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, um, not by much, but yeah. So it, it probably about... Twenty-four ninety-nine American dollars. Okay. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, it just seems uh, you know, if you're into this stuff, if you like the the shit that I've been talking about with that stuff, um, and just sharing like the the clips that I have seen, it seems like a cool book, man. It really does. But um, I will go back to Instagram now. The only th the, the only thing I'm going to say is I, when it comes to that. I, I don't know, because now I'm going to counterdict myself. Is this guy just spreading more of that new age nonsense? Sure. Yeah, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, eh. it's absolutely possible, man, but it's compelling. And that's it the is. thing, even though like what that guy was saying, if I didn't hate Stephen Greer <laughs> uh, and, and what he stands behind, I probably would have thought that was great. Right. Right. I don't know anything about this dude. He might be a total dirtbag. I have no idea, but um, it's compelling information. I like that guy with the mustache. Ooh, this guy. No. Dude, I'm going to play that clip here in a second. It's so funny. No, the, the guy, um, guy to the left of him. Yeah, right here. Yeah. I'm going to play it in a second. <laughs> right. it's, it's great. Now, this is a game. Uh, last thing that I play, and then I'll play a funny one, and then I'm down to get out of here. Um, we've got uh, you know this game that was released, I believe, in Israel that shows killing Palestinians, and it's wild. It's absolutely crazy, but here it is. You're getting called. 
first son, Al Akasa. Terrorists can be heard using Allah Akbar as they murder IDF soldiers. Images may be disturbed. I know the the, the audio is a little low on my end, but it might be coming through. To me, this is. Yeah. Crying after they kill the people. It's currently available on stream. A video game dis- uh, distribution service developed by Valve Corporation. Huh. The reviews are pro Hamas support violent anti-Semitic women. Okay, so I got that wrong. It was actually a uh, Palestinian video game talking shit about Israel. Were you talking? Well, you uh, you just left. So apparently, I hope you come back. But uh, what I uh, what I was thinking, um, it, it reminded me a lot of PUBG, just the gameplay, not necessarily the uh, the message. Um, but I this this whole are you pro Israel? Are you pro uh, Palestine? Like, what's the purpose of this right now? Like, because you have a lot of you know Jews coming out and 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 being like, well, if if you uh, hate you Streamyard. Know, uh, do that you're anti-semitic but then i get this that and this is going to sound a little anti-semitic but but who are you as jewish people to say you are like the best race of people that nobody can make fun of and i'm not supporting palestine by any means but i seen That's all I think the, it's okay the, the girl from uh who played blossom she was on uh, the Big Bang Theory. I, I forget her name. She hosted Jeopardy a, a, a little bit. Um, she did a, a, a TikTok with a, a, another girl that probably was Jewish. Well, if you do this, well, then you're anti-Semitic. If you do that, that's anti-Semitic. And if you do this, that's anti-Semitic. Well, you guys are pretty fucking white and uh, don't look like the, the Jews of the Bible, the last I checked. So... Are you really Jewish? Hmm. Yeah, sorry, just Irish goodbye there. Uh, it's all right. I mean, you hit the a, wrong button. The only colored button in here, bright red button, leave studio. I mean, that's usually stop share. And I mean, <laughs> there should be a, a, a button that says, are you sure? StreamYard, if you're listening, which I know you are, because this is the biggest news show right. in the world. There should be, once you click leave studio, it should say, are you sure you want to leave studio? Yes or no. And then you have to double click instead of just accidentally clicking that button. <laughs> then you're just gone. Fucking retarded design. <laughs> this is why I hate StreamYard. One of the many reasons. But since you're running it, that's fine. Um, here, here comes the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. He won't like me okay, when I'm so angry. Last, last, I know you have to uh, I, I, the stop shares up above whatever you're sharing where the screen is. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So check this out. Last thing. This is great. This is some of the best cringy video that you're ever going to see. Here we go. 
So he brought the entire holy. Ten thousand of you versus one of me. This sounds too easy. So I'm gonna tie my hands behind my back with barbed wire. Go ahead, Goldie. Take your best shot. Fall out once. Demon speed, activate. You almost laid a finger on me and pressed it. But now it's my turn. 10,000 punches. Are you fucking kidding me? You think you're going, bullies? I'm not talking with you yet. <laughs> what? what all you want, but you can't escape dragon fire. There it is, dude. Wow. That's all so you gotta do. You brought the entire bully army. You can just do that. Ten. What? And 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 hey. here's the here's the sad part. That motherfucker believes that. No, he doesn't. He's doing it behind closed doors. The only—I mean, this guy no, right. probably doesn't even get picked on. No, but he's doing it behind closed doors because that's how he truly feels. Like he—he he thinks he's like some kind of medieval superhero that can turn into a fucking oh, sure. dragon. Like he's the main character in his story. Yeah, yeah like, and, and okay, I played D anD D or versions of D anD D when I when, when I was yeah. younger. I never once thought once we were done playing the game and we walked outside that I was my character and I was going to, Oh my God, going to do this. I'm going to shoot an arrow and blah, blah, blah. No, it's a fucking game. 10,000 punch combo. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. And wow. And wow. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. That's, I thought it was funny. I was dying laughing when I saw it. Just like, uh, who is it? Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, why not just learn to fight? You know, if you knew how to fight, even in the slightest, if you at all know how to fight, you're already beating 90% of people out there in a fight. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So that's the thing. But, uh, no. So you want to live in the fantasy world. I'm ready to get out of here after you show this next one, though. Okay. I'm just going to show a quick, uh, funny clip. And, uh, this is something I would do to, uh, I would do this to you if, uh, we were riding together. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I had a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? What was that? Motherfucker was dreaming. He was snoring. <laughs> Fucking blah! That's <laughs> Fucking awesome. Scared the shit out of him. So, uh, I guess. <laughs> Ah, uh, let's get into this. The better reaction, <laughs> the better thing is the guy just going, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, should we do it? Let's go. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. I'll let you go Audio's first. still fucked up over here with... Uh, with uh, whatever the fuck this duck represents. What's it called? StreamYard? Yeah. Um, 
audio is still a little jacked, but I can always add it back in. Um, man, cunt of the week, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got anything in mind? Yeah, that uh, Dr. Greer guy. Oh, because he tricked you? Yeah, he tricked me. He's the cunt of the week. Dr. Greer. Okay. I'll say uh, Barack and Big Mike for, you know, their weird movie that fair, they made. Fair Even enough. though I liked it. It's just, uh, it seems like they're kind of laughing in our face with that stuff. But uh, and, and obviously they didn't create the content knowing that it's based off a book that's a little less bad. But them putting their names behind that, I think, is... Uh, and pretty cunty. Possibly adding in what could happen today. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is what could happen. So put some of this in. Because this is what I really wanted to do to the American people. You know? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Good cunts. Couple yes. Good cunts. Three cunts. I had two cunts. You had one cunt. There we go. Oh, well. Do two. Yeah. I guess two guys make one cunt. Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. Two dicks make a uh, two dicks make a cunt. Yeah, two dicks make a cunt. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Conspiracy Underground. We are sorry that we took a week off, but you got 71 motherfucking episodes before we took one week off. And Ryan had to uh, go on special assignment. And like I said, he, he went into the Macy's down there in uh, in Philly. You can Google this. He got in a fight with uh, some security guards because he was shoplifting. And it didn't end well. But he's out. He, he, he doesn't have to pay any restitution. He's not going to jail. And he's back here as my correspondent. And if you like this content, follow us on, on Instagram at both of our, our handles. And soon, maybe next week. Go to Twitch. Sign up for Twitch, okay? Right. The Conspiracy Underground. We are going to try and go live so you guys can comment as we are, uh, you know, feed us some questions as we're, we're recording. And make sure, it's been scrolling at the bottom if you've been watching this, make sure that you check out Conspiracy Soap, Dangerous World Podcast. We've got the two new scents, uh, two old scents, and um, yeah, I mean, great Christmas gift. Uh, these things are, are are moving fairly quickly too, so appreciate the support with conspiracy soap. That's all I got. Absolutely. And when we had our first technical difficulty, and I was uh, trying to, uh, I don't know, fill in for dead air, I did plug the conspiracy soap then. So this whole show has been about conspiracy soap. And go there, stocking stuffers. Man, they're great, and your buttholes smell good. And on that note, we will see you next Tuesday.